Hello? Where? Oh no, somebody, somebody help me. I think, I think I'm trapped in a podcast. Somebody, please. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to our Take Bait with Steve McJones. I'm Steve McJones. And today, Hannah Pridemore comes on to talk about Articulate with Steve McJones. Isn't that meta? Uh, <laughs> she is, she kind of explains who she is. So I don't need to really give her an introduction, but I just want to say this is one of the few, you know, I don't really get nervous about recording episodes anymore because, I mean, it's my show. I've been doing it for a while. I mean, I see how many listens they get. You know, I'm not too worried about them typically, and it's pretty fun for me. But this one was interesting. This one, it got me nervous, a little excited. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's it was a good reflection a little bit for me on the podcast. And a lot of the things that I'm saying are coming out in the moment. I didn't, like, write down any answers. I didn't know what questions she was going to ask. So, yeah, I think it's pretty insightful on to how I started the podcast, what reasons I got into it, and a lot of other stuff. So, enjoy. Hello? Hey! Hey, Hannah. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm excited for this, let me tell you. I've never, I've never been interviewed before. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm usually the interviewer. Um, but I should let you know, I told you I was going to record this for the podcast, if that's cool. And I just wanted to reaffirm that that's okay with you. <laughs> yes, that's perfectly fine. And are you also okay with being recorded so I can, uh, transcribe it later so I actually know how to write the story? Uh, no, actually. I'm kidding. That's fine. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> like, ah, shit, I gotta take notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, would, okay. would you mind, um, just kind of... Stating who you are and like where you're from and your major and all that stuff for me. Yeah, I'm Hannah. I'm from Wilmington, Ohio. It's around the Dayton area. I'm a senior at OU and I'm majoring in journalism, journalism, strategic communications. Okay, that's fun. It, and then like one thing that, that you think is fun about yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's like all, all this... Yeah, all those all those classes, those class introductions that we've gone through every single semester. <laughs> yes, I think it was I think it was orientation. They had us. Um, they were like tossing a beach ball around, and whichever one your I think it was your left thumb landed on was like the icebreaker question that you had to answer. Oh yeah. And mine was uh, say a quote from SpongeBob, and that like will forever stay in my mind. It was just the most bizarre icebreaker I've ever had to go through. It is. What What was the quote? One that has recently become my favorite. Uh, there's a scene in in the SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob's gonna blow up. I don't know if you remember that one. And Squidward has to learn to be nice to him. Uh, but he, he's saying something like, "Oh, SpongeBob is gonna. I'm gonna give him so much love. He's gonna drown in it. Drown in it." And then somebody quoted that on Twitter, and they were like, uh, "British people when they see a drone in the sky." It was uh, one of my favorites, personally. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was. He was number one. <laughs> yeah. Warmer was a classic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, a floating grocery list. <laughs> yeah. No. Good. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, would you mind describing uh, Thread a little bit? The magazine. I actually personally don't know that much about it. I know my friend uh, 
Stephen Barrett was on it. Uh, like the Creamy Studios guys were on there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thread is a student-created and student-run fashion magazine at OU. So a part of it does encompass just kind of like global fashion. We do have sections that are strictly related to Athens because we do try to keep it as local as possible. Mm-hmm. And like the section your story is going to be included in is who, what, where. So we have a person, a place, and then like usually clothing. So you're the person this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do like trends and social justice issues our features can be really heavy hitting like for the issue that we're about to drop next week or the week after it's like how to start a black lives matter movement in your area our gender reveal parties getting out of hand and that story just really like dives into like the science behind gender and sex and it's like it's a really good story i think that's my favorite one in the issue Mm -hmm. that i've edited so far that's awesome did you uh did you hear about elliot page I did, yes. That's so exciting. It's uh, it it's so, really exciting. So I saw when I opened Twitter like an hour or so ago, I kept seeing, I was like, Elliot Page, Elliot Page. Like, who in the world is Elliot Page? And then finally I had a picture to go with the letter. Right. I was like, oh, okay, yes, I do know who Elliot Page is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so, so do you work on the entire magazine, uh, like with a team? Or is it just you working on a certain part? Or uh, I don't really know. Um, and also, how long have you been uh, with Thread, actually? Okay, uh, those questions go easily hand in hand. So right. I started freshman year as a staff writer, okay. and I was just like writing for every issue. I would pitch for stories and stuff like that. And then my sophomore year, I became a section editor. So for that, I only had to edit stories in a certain section. Okay. And junior year and this year i'm editor-in-chief which means i do the whole shebang like uh, at the end of this week i will sit down and edit every story in the magazine and we like there's i'm trying to think maybe 12 of us in total on the exec board there's me the section editors copy editor managing editor photo editor web editor whoa (laughs) yeah yeah and you're and you're uh, above all of them Yes. Yo, congrats. Like I, but it doesn't, we all feel like we're on a very even playground. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, you know, we're all level and we're all equal and you love all of them. But, you know, Hannah, you, you don't don't downplay yourself here, right? Come on. <laughs> pretty, It's pretty hardcore, if you ask me. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I know I goal freshman year is like my senior year, I will be editor-in-chief of Thread. So I think that's kind of the only goal that I set that I stuck with. Hey, that is why setting goals are important, right? Because if it's the only goal that you set, I mean, you achieved it, you know? So imagine more goals that you set, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exciting. No, I'm. Uh, it's funny. We met, like, my, I think it was freshman year. Yeah, because I was still roommates with Miles. We actually had that 9 a.m. that was horrendous. Right, when I was a communication major for a semester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that was, uh, 9 a.m.'s not, not my favorite, that's for sure. Especially that one in that big lecture hall, nobody wanted to be there. Yeah. And you over 145. <laughs> you know it well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, did you, were you always interested in, in journalism and, and stuff before? Like, when did you kind of decide on that major? Um, well, in eighth grade, my English teacher suggested joining the journalism program. Eighth grade? Yeah. In high school. And I was like, oh, sure, that sounds fun. 
one, like not knowing what the hell I was getting myself into. Right. Like I didn't even know that we had a school newspaper or anything. <laughs> and then it just, I just stuck with it by the end of it. I was like, I went from like I did with Thread, a staff writer to an editor to editor in chief. And wow. by the time it came to getting to decide what to major in for college, I was like, okay, journalism. Like that's, that's it. I don't know what else I would do. <laughs> just because you know it so well. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, uh, I mean, and that's a great resume right there. You're already probably ready to, to move on to the next stage, right? Uh, have you have you looked into what you're going to be doing afterwards? Oh my gosh, I I have, and it's stressful. Like, of the course. The job hunt is just so stressful, especially because, well, I guess with like COVID and everything, sure. a lot of people aren't hiring on top of journalism. Right jobs aren't really posted until spring semester so mm. like i'm sitting in like a dull panic because there's <laughs> nothing i can do right now but yeah. i'm like worried yeah yeah no i i mean i personally am great i just well i guess i graduate at the end of the semester right so within a week and i didn't sign an offer letter until like four weeks like three weeks ago you know so i mean i don't think you should worry too much about it again especially with all the credentials you have you're going to be fine. Plus, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know you, obviously, that well. But, you know, based on what I do know about you, I think you're very driven. And, and like, I don't know. Again, you just based off your credentials, you're. I think you'll be fine. You know, you shouldn't... Worrying is one of the most stupidest things a human being could do, right? <laughs> like, I just feel like it causes too much anxiety. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's the, that's the pep talk I needed after checking linkedin for like 40 minutes for, <laughs> yeah. for no reason and i knew it was for no reason but right have you have you got on uh handshake at all i have yes and okay. i saved a bunch of stuff there and i'll probably check more out after the semester ends i'm this week is just full of final projects right finals and stuff yeah yeah i know how that whole thing goes but uh <laughs> Uh, no, but Handshake is actually, like, run through Ohio University, right? And so mm-hmm. it's really interesting. I, I think it's just really the easiest way. You know, it's it limits the amount of jobs and types of jobs that you can look through. But, like, the less jobs that are posted on a website, the more of those companies are going to, you know, they're going to be avidly looking through. Oh, they're like, oh, this is a student from Ohio University. You know what I mean? You can pull up all the all the information you need about that student and what they need to know, and it's already like a connection right there, and I don't know, I think it's a really good place to look for, for jobs, and I, I would hope there's handshakes throughout for like all colleges and whatnot, but I don't know, I, I always like to promote handshake, <laughs> that's how I got my job. Yeah, you're exactly right. Right, well, and like a recruiter reached out to me through that, and the thing about recruiters is like they walk you through the entire interview process, and they want you to get hired because that's their job, right? So there's yeah. it just gives you a direct advantage over people who are just like, well, I'll apply to this one, you know. And it's somebody like telling you what you should prepare for with it within each interview. But anyways, sorry, I got off on a tangent. I don't think you should worry about it. Uh, you you're you're gonna be fine. Uh, I'm excited for you, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for this interview. So. How, how do you usually do this? How do you usually conduct interviews? Well, I usually write up a list of five to ten questions beforehand that I just like cover the basics to make sure that I have a, somewhere to start off on. And it's always good to have like branch out questions during the interview. So if you say something completely off the wall, I'm going to be like, <laughs> which I will elaborate. Yeah, <laughs> more. for sure. 
yeah. Uh, well, if you are ready to go ahead and fire off some of these questions, I'm definitely in. Okay, uh, just the basics. Could you tell me about yourself? Yeah. Uh, so my name is Alec Bolger, but I go by Steve McJones because it's it's tight. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it came about when I was in like sixth grade. Some high schooler, I was hanging around like in a neighborhood, and uh, you know, of course, high schoolers are always the coolest people in the world. And uh, I, it was just like, you know what, you you look like more of like a Steve, like a Steve McJones. And I was like, that's it. That's me for the rest of my life now. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's basically where I started uh, my, the, the development of who I am, <laughs> which is, is funny. People always ask, they're like, 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 why, like, why do you go by, like, how, how are you Steve? And I'm, I'm just like, I'm pretty good. How are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I like to, I, I like to use that joke a lot, but in general, I'm a hospitality major. I am no longer going to be in hospitality. I'm switching um, out of that because I did it through college because it was something I knew and something that came easy to me. And it's a similar situation uh, with you about how, you know, I started when I was like 15 in the, uh, at just like a small mom and pop restaurant and then worked my way up to be a team manager. And then I worked at this hotel, the OU Inn and Conference Center uh, when I was a freshman and worked my way up, and I was actually just doing an MIT position there that was kind of also a restaurant management position role. But I also found out that that, that industry is very, very tiring <laughs> and exhausts all of your time and energy, which is, is good, honestly. It keeps you, you know, keeps you focused, and, you know, it's, it's really good money, but right now the industry is in the toilet because of COVID, and you know, I've always had a passion. I, I did film club when I was a sophomore in high school. And being a depressed and anxious teenager, I, obviously, I needed some form of escapism. And, uh, you know, comedians, uh, TV and movies were always my escape, uh, my go to escape thing that I did distraction, basically, uh, which kind of grew into a passion my sophomore year. Um, and I started script like script writing. And reading books about how to write and stories and things like that. And I went and did stand-up that summer, uh, which I'm a really big fan of stand-up. And um, yeah, and then I started the podcast last year because, I mean, it kind of just went hand-in-hand with everything. And the podcast, it started out a little shaky. It was a little, it was a little rough, I think. Uh, and I had uh, not a great uh, microphone, but, it, you know, it soon became a part of me. It soon became a part of who I am because, you know... I I kind of started last September and that was before anything got weird and that was like when I was a junior in college which is kind of a big deal like right as you turn 21 I think that's a big age for a lot of people and then it kind of grew with me through that year through coronavirus and then up until now and people that I meet it's almost like a scrapbook for me you know what I mean it's like it's like all the people that I meet and and have on it are just like little snippets of, of a memory that I have in my life so it's definitely become a part of who I am and that was a very long answer to your short question so I hope I covered <laughs> a good amount of things no that was literally the best response I could have gotten when it comes to interviews it's 
short answers are always the worst. <laughs> and sometimes you get ramblers who say a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. But it, when you're lucky, like you just did, you gave me a really good response with a lot of information. That's very helpful. All right. Awesome. Well, you know, I've been, I've been in the interview industry a little bit as well. You know, just back and forth. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> Did it start? Like, how did you get it off the ground? Yeah. Um, so one night, it was like I said, it was August, September time, uh, my junior year of college, which was um, it's been over a year now, and I remember. <laughs> so something that my brother and I always say to each other, we, we always say porch time is the best time because he's like my older brother is twenty eight years old, and he's a uh, uh, Hanging out with someone who's older than you all the time, you kind of get a lot of knowledge and kind of fun experiences and and just kind of perspective a little bit from somebody who's living uh, as an adult. And uh, we, you know, porch time is always the best time to have the best conversations. Like, I don't know why, there's something about sitting out on a porch that really, you're, you're watching things unfold in front of you. And you're, you're looking in, in that direction, but it's actually just you and one other person in that environment. So there's always something to comment on, but there's also a conversation that can unfold from that. And I don't know, it, there was something really great about porch time. And so we always say porch time is the best time. And then I, I, I thought porch time was the best time, but my junior year, I, I had roof access directly outside of my room. <laughs> so I would like roll out of my bed onto the roof <laughs> And uh, we would, I would have people over there, and we'd sit out there and hang out and look at, you know, the beautiful stars in Athens, all the time, and kind of have an overlook of the, of the uptown area. And then I, I figured that roof time is just an elevated form of porch time. And I had a buddy out there that we were kind of just talking about the whole thing. And he's like, "Yeah, you just have really good conversations." He agreed, and he's like, "Man, we should start a podcast about roof time and call it Roof Time, the Roof Time Podcast, or something." And uh, I was, again, this was after a period where I started reading books about uh, writing and script screenplays and and just kind of getting more into my passions and diving a little bit more into them. And, you know, so I kind of had a lot to say (laughs) at that point. You know, when you're taking in a lot, you kind of want to output a lot as well. So I thought the idea of a podcast was always great, and I'd always be interested. You know, I was addicted to Twitter in high school and wanted, everybody wants their time in the spotlight or whatever. And, uh... I, I was like, well, I yeah, I should I should start a podcast. And there's always things that you think you should do, and then you never end up doing them. But there was one night when I I think I had caffeine too late in the night or something, and I was just laying all night thinking about this idea of the podcast. And it was like three in the morning, and at that point I'm like, all right, I just have to do something. I can't just sit here and not do anything about it. And because if I do, I'm just gonna forget or I'm not gonna dedicate myself to it or whatever. So I woke up at like 3 a.m. in the in the middle of the night, got out of bed and drove to Walmart because I knew they were 24 hours and went and picked up a microphone. And from that point, I was like, if I bought the microphone, I have to do it, right? <laughs> like, I'm, there's no way back now. And, uh, and yeah, and then so that kind of started my commitment to uploading an episode weekly. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm not just going to let it go to waste. And I think that's a very important lesson that can be learned for everybody. If you, like like gym memberships, you know, like if you're paying for a gym membership, hopefully that, you know, inspires you to actually go to the gym and, and work yeah. out and finances are important, but that's a different topic. Anyways. 
name articulate instead of porch time or roof time? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so it kind of adapted after that because I knew I wasn't always going to have a roof, right? And I knew there wasn't always going to be a porch. And plus, like, if we tried to record on the roof of the porch, you know, wind would, would come aboot and, and mess up the recording and audio and whatnot. Or bugs or outside sirens or neighbors. Um, so, you know, I still wanted to express the ideas that we were presented during roof time and porch time, which are is really just kind of exploring people's perspectives and i think when people are able to articulate their thoughts well i think it's that articulation that really it, see i can't even do it right now i'm not articulating well but I, I think there's a quote about the best ideas are some that can't even be spoken into words like uh marcus aurelius in gladiator said something like the idea of rome could only be spoken as a whisper because it was so powerful or something like that. And so there are really, really solid and amazing ideas and, and philosophies and, and interesting concepts of growing up and, you know, religion and politics and gender norms, you know, just all these, there's so many big things in the world and coming of age, um, growing up, maturing. There's, there were so many topics that I wanted to cover, so I couldn't nail it down to one topic, but I could nail it down to the idea of while these ideas are so powerful that it's tough to, for them to be put into words, I think it's, it's important to try, you know, to, our, to try to articulate these ideas. And, uh, and obviously, I, I mean, that was a year and a half ago, so I don't think I thought as in-depth about it as I am right now, but that sounds pretty good to me, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, so it, it, again, it's kind of expressing those ideals, um, but it's kind of definitely formed into something different than what was originally intended. And so the idea behind the podcast is it's articulate with Steve McJones, but it's not about, there are episodes that I, that I do kind of express my own ideals. There's, I usually try to do about one or two a season, uh, and it, a season's only 10 episodes long. Um, where I just kind of talk about where I am in life and kind of some realizations that I've had and whatnot. And those are more for me, for sure. But outside of that, it, it kind of developed into what, you know, each episode is about the guest in that moment. So what does the guest want to come on and talk about to me? So it's it's not, again, it, you can't nail it down to one topic, but it's it's more about what is this person passionate enough to, to talk for, 30 to 30 minutes to an hour about, you know, like what, what do they really enjoy about life? What makes life worth living and getting up every day possible for them? And that's kind of where, you know, I, I love hearing people talk about their passions and that's kind of what it's turned into. That's kind of what it's about for me, at least. Fantastic. Um, how many guests have you had? If you can estimate, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not for sure. Uh, if I have 61 episodes out now, probably at least 25 of those are just me. Maybe less than 20. Nah, that's probably a pretty good estimate. Maybe 20 of those are just me. And then, so what, 60 minus 20 is 40. So probably about 40 guests, um, including the ones where I have multiple guests on. So that's quite a bit. I didn't even think about that, actually. Yeah, 
<laughs> my favorite episode uh okay off the record real quick uh what are your thoughts am i allowed to mention drugs at all um you would prefer not all right all right cool we won't we won't talk about it all right back on the record back on the record okay um i have a few favorite episodes one that comes to mind specifically is uh, porch time. We actually did a porch time episode, which was awesome. Uh, it was over this past summer with my best friend Lucas and my two roommates that I met over the summer, Sonam and uh, Lawson, that were just really cool guys. I was so lucky, lucky to just stumble into an apartment with them at one point. And we just sit uh, on the back porch and, and just talk about the universe and society as it's crumbling and growing and uh, it was really fun and, and, and exciting, and there were a lot of ideals expressed in that. Um, another one that I really enjoyed making personally was uh, my Juvie story, just because... Oh, I did listen to that one. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I am 21, by the way, so this wasn't illegal, uh, but uh, it, I did a drunk history type thing, uh, so it was... You know, Juvie was a, a huge thing for me, but I don't want it... I don't want it to be like my identity uh, because I, not that people would make fun of me necessarily afterwards, but I didn't want people to think that I was harping on like just living off the juvie story or whatever. So I, I made an episode to just reference anytime somebody asks about it at this point. No, that's fair. I've heard you mention it in passing before. So when I saw, got the notification for that episode, I was like, I have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and the thing is, I've told the story so many times, so to make it interesting, I did, like, the drunk history type of thing, where I was plastered for it, and, uh, <laughs> but I think it ended up, it started off a little rough because I was pretty drunk, but I, I actually um, got some emotions out through that episode that I didn't know I needed to work through, and it was really beneficial for my mental health, I think, and um, again, now I can kind of just shelf it since I figured it out <laughs> and, uh, not really have to talk about it anymore. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. How long do you think it'll last? <laughs> uh, well, I'm hoping to develop some form of, uh, AI that knows my, all of my, um, phrases and go-to topics and, and things like that. Kind of like Joe Rogan. One day, if I if I just put out enough content, I think there should be a computer that can analyze me as a personality, and then it can just continue on forever after I die. Like it, they'll just set up the AI and bring just any guest on, and and then the guest will just continue asking. Uh, you know, they, they'll just keep pumping out episodes. It's just a machine at that point. So hopefully forever, but uh, realistically, um, I have no idea. Uh, I know that life changes. Um, with jobs, new jobs, and moving places. I'm about to move to New Jersey um, next month, and I don't have any intention of stopping, but I won't know a lot of people out there, so I'm going to have to get real creative with it. I, I try to adapt um, like I did during the pandemic and try to come up with different ideas. So for all intents and purposes, hopefully never uh, until I die, but who knows? <laughs> while it can right right what are your plans for post-grad i know so many people have probably asked you this by now that you're <laughs> sick of answering what you're doing 
I'm glad you acknowledged that at least, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not, I mean, it's still really exciting for me because graduating is a really big deal. Um, it's not like graduating from high school where you think it's a big deal and then you show up and you're like, oh, another four years of school, basically. This is tight. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I plan on uh, moving out to New Jersey and maybe that's, shoot, I haven't even got out there. Maybe it's not as exciting as I'm working it up to be, but <laughs> I think it's a little different. Um, but I'm, I'm, I finally, so like I said, I'm trying to get out of the hospitality industry and I took this job that a recruiter kind of offered for me and it was a, it's a mortgage loan sales job. And I think probably the, the most boring combination of words is mortgage loan and probably sales at the end there. I, I don't know. That's mortgage is just a word that it, it just has no chemistry with anything else. Uh, but uh, what's interesting about it is they do a year long program that they integrate you into the company and it's in New Jersey. And, and so the, the whole point of me taking this job is because I do want to pursue my goal is to pursue a career in entertainment, um, whether that be stand up, acting, writing, uh, whatever it is. I'm not trying to be famous, but if it happens, it happens, you know, but I, I really again, that was my escape. Uh, when I was in high school, and it has always been my go-to when I'm down, um, reading into comedians like Dave Chappelle or, um, you know, who's not canceled at this point. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but comedians and, and then directors and actors that I really love. So my ultimate goal is to go, uh, originally before the pandemic, I had an internship set up in New York, and I was, it was going to be great, and I was going to be able to meet creative-minded people, or similar minded people and, and try to do stand up while having that full time job set up. Um, but then after, you know, recently after everything happened, uh, it was looking like I was going to have to take a job in the hospitality industry, which again, I know it and I'm, I'm not, not trying to front, but I, I'm good. I'm really good at it, but it's also very, very time consuming. So to, to pursue a career in entertainment, you have to have nights and weekends off so that you can go do stand-up during the week and you can go try classes, acting classes and stuff that are set up for people with full-time jobs. So yeah, that's that's why I took the job and, and that's what it ended up. It, it, it's gonna, I think it's going to be really beneficial, at least in one sense, because it's a great job. It's got benefits, it pays well, all that sort of stuff. It's going to be my it's going to be my security, but I also am still getting to pursue what I want to do and what my dream is. And, uh, that's, that's, that's what's, uh, after graduation for me. Wow. It sounds like you have it all at least figured out for the next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, everything changes so quickly nowadays. We have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm hoping by the summertime I'll be able to get acclimated to the area. And then by the summertime, things start to open up again. Stand-up hasn't been able to happen, unfortunately. But, you know, comedians are not very patient people. And hopefully by the, the next summer, they'll have figured out a way to at least entertain, you know, if it's an outdoor area or, um, you know, making everything safe and, and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you had to put this in, but I actually saw that <laughs> they do. <laughs> so for stand-up, they put, uh, I saw people, you know, they, they obviously make everybody wear masks and gloves and whatnot, but they put like a little condom over the microphone <laughs> and people like change it out every time they go up there. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't have everything figured out yet, but um, working towards it. Other podcast ideas? It's actually interesting that you ask that. 
it would be... So this main podcast is great. The Articulate is great because I can just do whatever I want with it. It's my baby. I can upload basically any type of any type of episode that I want. I can do characters. I can do a radio show. I can do an interview of an interview, which is great. Um, and I recently did uh, a Donnie Darko script reading because uh, Donnie Darko, the director's cut, not the theatrical cut. The director's cut is my favorite movie in the planet. And there's a difference between the best thing in the planet and your favorite thing, right? And so Donnie Darko is my favorite movie ever. So recently I, I did a, an entire reading of the script, which took about, oh, it took so long to record and edit and everything. And a lot of effort was put into that. Um, and I just did it because it seemed like a fun idea. And, and, and it's interesting to see the comparison between the actual movie and the script. And that's where my love for movies comes in a little bit more, where I... Well, so what's interesting to me, again, is that difference between the script and what the movie turns out to be. And so I I uploaded that, and then I talked to my buddy Joey Becker, who's been on the podcast a couple times, actually. And he, and I told him about it, and he was like, oh, really? You read, you read the script? Uh, Like, just in in its entirety? And I was like, yeah, and that, that was the basis of the entire episode. And he was like, dude, he himself went to write state for um, film, I think. I think that was his major. Like, I don't know if it's like a specific job within film or a specific major, but he and my buddy Logan Marshall are both like film connoisseurs or whatever you want to call them and uh, cinephiles. And, uh, and he, he was like, wow, well, so like as somebody who's really involved in film, like it's important to read scripts because you that's part of the job, reading scripts and like understanding how they should look and kind of how they flow and things like that. And he, he was like, wow, that's actually, I'm definitely going to listen to that episode because I don't always want to sit down and look at, you know, a two and a half hour movie and read through it on my phone, like a script, but to just throw the script on in the background would be amazing if that was like accessible for a lot of movies. So Another podcast idea would just be an entire, like, it could be a market within itself, but an entire collection of script readings, which I think would be really interesting. But again, that would take so much time (laughs) that uh, I I don't know if I'm going to be the one to do it, but I'm glad I could be on the precipice of the idea. I think it's a good idea. And I mean, people listen to it. I literally listened to a podcast over the summer where she just read the Constitution. That, that was it. Just really? Wow. Yeah, no, that, that does sound interesting. I'm probably going to look that up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate the support with that. Of course. Is there anything else you want me, you want to talk about here that I haven't asked you about? Um, about the podcast. About the podcast. Um, not really. I mean, I think the idea of podcasting is can be really personal and I think people if if they want to I think you know this leads into people wanting to start their own podcast I think somebody recently told me that I'm an inspiration for them which (laughs) obviously I'm amazing but uh they uh which is a joke I'm not I'm not that big of a, a douche uh but uh you know I I think People that want to start a podcast should should start a podcast because it really 
at the end of the day is not that difficult. The difficulty is consistency and and discipline and being able to upload uh, an episode weekly kind of keeps you on a schedule and I think that's really important for people's mental health in general to stay uh, have some sort of structure. And again, like I've done this through like COVID and like, you know, the riots and, uh, you know, a lot of, I mean, even emotional downfalls that I've had. And it has always, you know, I've never failed there. I mean, there's been some episodes where I, like some weeks where I really didn't want to upload anything or I didn't have anything to say or, you know, I was just in such a bad place. I knew it was just going to come off as negative, but uh, you know, it, it can be, it was really beneficial and it's still really, really beneficial for me. Keeps me on track, keeps me, keeps my mind kind of thinking about ideas for the next podcast or ideas about who I'm going to have on. And, and it keeps me wanting to, to meet people, you know what I mean? And wanting to make interactions and, and, and have them on. And again, one of my passions is exploring other people's passions. So it keeps me following in that pursuit of being able to hear other ideas and stuff like that. I think that was a great closer. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so is that that's the end? Uh, I just have one question for you. Do you have any? I want any super like funny or any of your favorite stories that you've run uh, in the past what, eight years. <laughs> okay. so it doesn't get but it was my junior year and we were doing the senior superlatives so like best hair and like best couple and like whatnot. right and we were doing it in early May and on April 20th they had cops come with drug dogs and sweep the parking lot and Yo. the lockers right and a handful of people got arrested oh man this, and Two of the people that got arrested won partners in crime. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, though. That's yes. that's great. Yeah, was, I mean, it was landslide. There was no contest. I was like, that is, I think, the funniest thing the <laughs> class of 2016 has ever done. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. That That's that's what I was looking for. So, <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, again, I appreciate you interviewing me i it's a big deal for me <laughs> well, well thank you for being open for the interview i um i kept pestering mikey i was like give me steve's number i need steve's number finally <laughs> he like sat down and did it yeah yeah that's awesome uh, that's great well uh, yeah i'm glad it worked out and uh i love mikey i love that man so i'm glad that you do as well <laughs> in a way um and uh yeah, I I hope again. I think you're gonna you're gonna get a job. You're gonna be fine. You got this far already, so I don't think uh, you should worry about that at all. Well, thank you, and thank you again for taking time out of your day to do this. Yeah, definitely. All right, good talking to you, Hannah. Yeah, see you later, Steve. And just like that, another conversation in the books. For the record, I really want to thank Hannah again letting me come on her show (laughs) the thread the thread magazine actually it is really interesting um like i said my buddy stephen barrett who's been on the podcast a couple times actually had a feature there uh, about his fashion company creamy and it's really cool i mean you could tell hannah's a a driven and ambitious person and i think it shows in thread magazine and it's a it's a very well put together project you should definitely check that out um especially 
my interview, <laughs> which goes up uh, at the end of next week. So that'll be around December 10th-ish. So yeah, check it out if you can. I, there are just so, so many cool people in this world. We're just surrounded by them. And I'm sorry if you're not. That sucks. <laughs> Sometimes there are also bad people in the world. But, you know, I think at this point we kind of get to pick and choose. Because if you don't want to see somebody, you can just be like, eh, you know, coronavirus. I don't want to talk to new people. <laughs> you know how that is. Anyways, well, I hope you're having a great week. And I hope you're staying safe. Actually, COVID is getting pretty serious. And, you know, make sure you're washing your hands and wearing masks and doing what you need to do to make sure that, you know, at least you're being conscious of it. That's what I hope. That's what I want most people to think about when they go about their daily things doing this whole thing. And you know what? I recently heard that suffering isn't real. There's actual, there's experience and like, obviously there's things that happen during experiences that like hurt, like physical pain, stuff like that. But mental suffering is for the most part based off of fear and pain. And pain comes from just comparing everything to the past, you know, pain comes from a, a painful experience that you worked through in the past that was hard for you and made you feel uncomfortable or scared or hurt or whatever. And then fear, the other side, is looking into the future, things that you're afraid of, things that might happen or things that could happen or, you know, things that could go wrong. And both of those things are just mentally what you choose to think about or let your brain get off onto and uh i mean obviously it's some woo woo buddha stuff or whatever but i think staying in the present is a is a cure for that and at least being conscious of the idea that oh i'm thinking of the future too much or oh i'm thinking of the past too much you know it's that balance you hear that word all the time and i think we should start applying it into other places besides just um like nutrition or whatever um, but also, I'm 22 years old and I don't know shit, so I do know that I hope that you have a great week and that you continue listening and that you like this show, because I do. <laughs> and if you made it this far, I assume you do. So, anyways, have a good one. I love you. Amen. Okay, thank you. Bye.